Hello everybody, this is Ryan and we are in episode 7 right now. So, if you haven't yet on any of your podcast preferences, we are uh, checking out Apple, Google, through Podbean. It's also on YouTube and we're posting to some of our social media accounts. So make sure you're subscribed, whichever one that you prefer, and you'll check out all of our new podcasts every single Monday right now. So today we are going to talk about what's in your vest. Uh, So at the end of the day, for me, I don't have a single vest that I think solves the problems for every time I go out on the water. So I might use two, three, four or five different things throughout the the year. Um, But I want to kind of talk about what I keep in my vest on a daily basis as I'm hitting the water. Um, and kind of why I change up things, uh, depending on what I'm fishing for, how long I'm fishing, things like that. Um, but let's just talk about some of the things that I put in my vest as I'm out fishing and some things that you guys can check out as well and how you organize your vest too. So we talked a couple podcasts ago about fly boxes. Um, for me, that's kind of one of the main things that I pick my vest on for the day is what I'm carrying in terms of flies, how many boxes, how big they are, uh, and going from there. So for me, if I'm just carrying one to two fly boxes, uh, let's say I'm stopping out at the water at five, six o'clock at night just to hit a spinner fall, I've got my dry fly box on me, um, then I'm going to pick an appropriate pack for that. So whether it's a little, uh, little hip pack, fanny pack that there's a handful out, a small sling pack, um, or anything out there that just carries a couple things, even, you know, depending on the weather, I might, uh, literally just shove it in a, in a couple pockets on my shirt. Um, but, uh, that kind of de- depends on, like I said, what kind of pack I'm going to carry for the day. On the other end of that spectrum is probably for me when I'm out steelhead and salmon fishing, I've got two boxes full of egg patterns. I've got a nymph box. I've got two or three streamer boxes, I'm out first thing in the morning and fishing till dark. So I might put 10 to 12 hours of fishing in on a day like that. So I've got two or three bottles of water. I've got a lunch. I've got a raincoat and all those other things out there. So my pack's going to differ on that drastically than just carrying one box and maybe a bottle of water and tip it and floating. And that's about it on uh, on the times I'm just hitting a hatch. So let's talk about some of the other things mainly besides what kind of pack I carry that what I have on me each and every day. Um, Like I said, it'll differ, but we definitely want to check a couple boxes off no matter what. So let's talk about, first of of all, we've got flies in our boxes. Um, We definitely need things to help flies float and help flies sink. So for me, I've got uh, two different floatants that I use on a regular basis when I'm fishing any sort of dry fly. I've got a gel or a liquid floatant, and then I've got a powder floatant. Uh, We've been using this company called High and Dry, I in particular, for probably eight years, give or take, and I just love their products. Uh, It was actually a shout out to them, so High and Dry. Uh, Actually, a group of chemists that came together, looked at some of the products out on the market, said, we can make something a little bit better. Uh, And in my opinion, they did. And not only that, most of their bottles contain twice as much product as a lot of the competition out there. Uh, So where you might get a half ounce through somebody else, you get a full ounce over here. So for me, I like to pre-treat with either a liquid or a gel. And then as I'm fishing and my fly is sinking, I like to put a powder on. Also, if I have any fly with CDC on it, it is powder only. 
Uh, CDC has a natural oil in it that makes it uh, water repellent anyways. So when you put something else on there, it kind of negates that. So just put any sort of powder, whether it's like the uh, the dry floatant that we have through High and Dry, Frog's Fanny, any of the other companies out there that carry stuff. Loon has some stuff. Um, make sure you're only using that on your uh, on your CDC flies. And then in terms of things that help it sink, uh, split shots. There's all these little kind of spools of select a shot out there for fly fishing. I honestly rarely use those because if I'm going to increase weight, a lot of times I do that in my flies. I've got a tungsten bead rather than a brass bead or an unweighted nymph. Um, I'm increasing the bead size for that. So those are super tiny um, fly fishing split shots that are just circular, that are one-time use only, which is also another reason why I don't use them. Um, you can if you want to, if you just want to add a little bit of weight here and there, but for me, it's not worth it. So most of the time for me, I'm using the winged removable split shots um, anywhere from the, the double B and B size up to even like a size five, seven, something like that. When I'm, uh, throwing some stuff into deep pools or salmon fishing or something like that, where I've got to get it down quick and just throwing lead split shot. There's lead alternatives out there too. Um, so on, on the first note is you've got to have stuff in your pack that helps things float and helps things sink. Uh, those are the things that I prefer. Uh, there's also other products out there like tungsten putty where you can kind of add and subtract as much as you want onto your line. Um, that's nice for kind of doing that as you're transferring from one spot in the stream to the next. It might be a three-foot hole in one spot and a six-foot hole in the other, and you can kind of add and subtract as you're going up, and it's a little easy to do that. Um, but uh, you need to make sure that you have that stuff in your arsenal, in your pack there. So that's what's in my pack in that area too. Uh, the next thing, which is probably one of the most important things, is making sure you have a good amount of tippet and leaders. Um, for me, most of the time when I'm going out, I've got a specific thing that I'm fishing for and a specific technique. So I might be out euro-nymphing. So I've got uh, sighted leader material. Um, so whether it's something I've hand-tied out of like amnesia and chartreuse, red, gold, green, any of the colors out there that they have. Um, or uh, we actually have a sighted material on our site that transitions from red to yellow, so it's kind of everything all together there. Um, or And then I've got my regular tippet that I'm using in that situation. Um, I run anywhere from 0 to 6x, so I've got all of those on me, and sometimes I just grab one or two spools depending on what I'm doing for the day. And then on the other end of that, like I might be throwing streamers on another situation, so that might be just a simple two to three section of uh, straight monofilament uh, just to keep it simple. And I've got that line on me as well, or I've got extra leaders. Um, and on the days that I don't know what I'm doing, I've got all kinds of options. I might have a dry fly leader. I love throwing uh, furled leaders for dry flies. I've been doing that for about 10 or 12 years now. And then if all of a sudden I see a pike in one of my small stream or one of my trout streams, might switch over to a heavy duty leader. Maybe I've got some wire bite guard to be able to toss at that, or even just throwing streamers in general. I'm not going to throw a streamer on my dry fly leader because uh, the um, uh, all the the momentum and the energy that you're building up is going to get lost in that super light leader when you're throwing bigger flies. So that's another topic for another day. But make sure that you have the leader um, and leader material tippet to be able to switch over as you're on the stream. So. Uh, of course, first and foremost, not in your pack. You've got your rod and reel and fly line and all that stuff. 
So we've covered floating and sinking. We've covered leaders and tippet. Um, some of the other things that I carry on me is make sure you have a couple different tools. Uh, you've got uh, a plier or hemostat or anything like that that you can pinch barbs if you're on a barbless uh, stream that requires that or you're mainly doing catch and release and you want to you want to uh, crimp or twist the barb off, but also to remove uh, flies out of fish and hopefully not yourself. Um, I tend to do that often in terms of like catching my jacket or my pack or something like that. So having a good pair of hemostats or pliers or something like that is almost exactly a necessity. And then on the, uh, the other side of the tools for me is I've got a pair of nippers, uh, something to just clip it off. It might be a cheap pair of um, nail clippers, or it might be something heavy duty that I'm using in the salt that I need to get through some uh, heavier line. Anything on top of that, uh, I think is kind of overkill. Uh, for me, the only other thing that I like to carry on stream on a rare occasion is a knot tying tool. Uh, and the nail knot for me is the one that's kind of near impossible to tie on stream. I can do it with uh, with backing and fly line, but if I'm trying to do a nail knot on with monofilament on my fly line, it's kind of impossible for me to do that by hand without a tool on the stream. I try to do most of that stuff at home or in the shop before I go out. So a little tying tool can kind of go uh, a good ways, and sometimes there's combo tools that have nippers and hemostats or whatever and a tying tool uh, attached to it. So you can check out some of that. We have one of those on our site as well. So a couple different tools are important. I think one of the main important things that most people kind of neglect, and it's not necessarily in your pack, maybe it is depending on what time of day you're doing, uh, you're at, headed out fishing, is a pair of good polarized sunglasses. Uh, this is the one thing that I look around the stream when I'm fishing and I see tons of people without them. No matter what kind of fishing I'm doing, uh, that is probably the number one neglected piece of, of uh, gear that you have that I don't see people have all the time. For me, I wear a couple different colors depending on how sunny the day is out there. Super bright sunny days, I like a dark lens, uh, a brown or a black. And uh, overcast days, which we see probably 90% of the time here in Western Pennsylvania, like we do right now as I'm staring out the window, I love an amber or a yellow um, lens that kind of brightens things up. So I'll even wear that at nighttime all the way up until I put my headlamp on. Uh, kind of brightens things up and helps me see a little bit better in low light situations. Um, so we've got that covered. Next couple things that I carry, and this next one will probably be a little bit controversial, is sometimes I do carry a, a piece of rope for a stringer. Um, I keep very few fish throughout the year, um, but mainly if I do keep a fish, I'm keeping a, a steelhead or a salmon for the smoker um, and making some, uh, some smoked steelhead or smoked salmon dip. Uh, I've got a couple different ways that I make it. Or, you know, it's into the trout season and the water temperatures at the local put and take are a little too warm. So you want to keep those fish and throw them on the campfire in a, in a nice tinfoil pocket later in the day. Um, it's nice to have something like that. I prefer a rope over the uh, metal ones because I can keep a little piece of rope in my pack and it doesn't take up a ton of room. Um, so that happens. Some people like to keep a lot of fish. Some people never keep a fish. 
Um, I think it's always good to have it on you just in case you on a rare occasion gut hook a fish or, you know, <laughs> I'm laughing because I saw somebody online say, I deep hooked a fish in the lungs the other day. And some guy commented and said, well, I guess they've evolved since the last time I fished for them. Um, but yeah, just in case you do hook them in the gills and you get one that bleeds out, uh, you don't want to just leave it in the stream. It's probably even better just to take it home and have fish and eggs for breakfast. Um, but it's nice just to have something little like that on you. Um, some of the other things I keep in my pack, kind of moving forward from there, especially when I'm guiding, I've got a first aid kit on me. Things happen. Uh, you get a, you get a fish hook in the finger and you're bleeding a little bit. You want to make sure you've got some basic band-aids. Um, you might, uh, if I'm guiding and somebody falls and breaks a leg, I want to have some things to be able to make a, a splint out of. Um, sometimes I've got some basic medication in there as well. Tylenol, Advil, um, allergy medication in case someone gets a bee sting, things like that. So for me, and depending on where I'm fishing, sometimes I carry that just when it's my, me, myself. Other times I don't think it's necessary if I'm close to the car. Um, but I'm prepared when I'm taking other people fishing, even if it's just a couple friends. Um, on that note, when you're fishing with other people, I always prepare. I'm kind of the overpacker in my vests. Um, I always have, you know, Hey, I ran out of these flies. Okay. Here's a half a dozen. Make sure that, you know, now you're, now you're able to fish for the rest of the day, but I've got a good fishing buddy of mine. Unfortunately, he moved out of state a few years ago and he was diabetic and I always made sure I had extra granola bars and things on me that if his blood sugar went down, he had, uh, I, I had something I could give him cause he usually forgot. Shout out to Greg there. Um, and then most importantly on that note, a little bit of food, but make sure you have water. Um, I actually got one of those life straws. I carry that every once in a long while if I don't want to carry a ton of stuff on like a back, back mountain stream, but I have a bottle or two of water on you, uh, especially if you hike a long ways, you're out fishing for a long time, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. It's very important. Um, you know, you can, if you happen to get lost or, you know, you, you fall and get hurt and it takes you a while to get back, I'd rather have a bottle or two of water on me than a granola bar in that situation. Um, because you want to make sure that you're taken care of there. Um, some of the other things that I carry in my, in my vest or pack, um, depending on how long I'm out and what season it is, uh, probably carry a raincoat. Uh, there's some times where the weather can turn, especially up here where we are in Pennsylvania fishing for steelhead. It might be 60 degrees in the morning and a front comes in, it might snow later. Um, we've had days where it drops, you know, 20, 30 degrees in a day. And, uh, and that's no fun when you're out on the water and all of a sudden everything turns and you're not prepared. Um, some of the other things I carry, I always carry extra um, of just about everything. A couple extra fly boxes, extra leaders. Um, for me, one thing I did probably didn't touch on because I don't carry them very often is strike indicators. Have a handful of different sizes and styles. Um, I just don't like them very much in our style of fishing locally because I'd rather high stick or check nymph, whatever you call it. But there are a few times where I'll need one or see an opportunity where I'm casting farther and need an indicator there. Um, so have some of those. And then um, I always keep a couple extras of most of that stuff in the car. Uh, everybody loses hemostats and nippers and things like that. Those are cheap items that you can pick up, especially if you've got a, a nurse or a doctor friend. They've got all kinds of hemostats at the, at the doctor's office. They can probably grab a few for you. Um, those are a couple dollars a piece, maybe 10 bucks at the most for some of that stuff. And, uh, have some extras cause you drop them, lose them. I find them all the time along the stream banks, uh, that people have, you know, it's pulled off of their vest or off of their zinger or anything like that. 
Um, beyond that, I think everything else is kind of optional. Most of those things that I've mentioned, I've got on me almost every single day that I'm on the water. Um, there's all kinds of little gadgets and stuff that you can get out there. Um, there's gadgets to kind of hold onto your expelled tippet that you have as you're clipping it off to make sure you're not littering. Because uh, monofilaments and fluorocarbon take decades and decades, if not hundreds of years to decay. So you want to try to throw that away. Make sure whatever you take in, you take out, and even then some. Um, but beyond that, there's not too many other things that I typically carry a day on the water. Um, you know, I we talked about sunglasses. I usually wear a hat as well just for sun protection and glare and things like that as well. But those are kind of the main things I keep on my pack. And like I said, I've got different packs I use. I might use just a backpack for the day. I might use a small pack. I might have a vest with a backpack and a water bladder and places for 18 different fly boxes in them. Um, like, I don't really think there's a perfect pack out there that fits every situation, but you might have two, maybe three packs that, uh, that fit most of your fishing throughout the year. One that carries a ton of stuff, one that's kind of minimalist, um, and then, uh, you know, maybe something in between, but that's kind of what I do throughout the year. So as we wrap up this podcast, first and foremost, or last but not least, whatever you want to call it, check out our website. A lot of the gear that we talked about today, we do sell on www.risenfly.com. And in the comments below, no matter what platform you're listening to today, let us know what you carry. Maybe there's something that you carry that I don't, and it'll kind of open my eyes to something else that I need to uh, weigh my shoulders down in. Um, But yeah, let us know if there's anything else that you carry on a daily basis as you head out to the stream. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast on what's in your pack or what's in your vest. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out next week for another podcast. Thank you guys for listening.